You're listening to the Hustled Up Podcast, a lifestyle and business podcast jam-packed with tools and tips to help you navigate your business, career, and life as a goal-getter, big dreamer, and multi-passionate doer. Grab your coffee, turn up the volume, and get ready to hustle up. What is up, friends? Welcome back to this week's episode of Hustled Up. We are your host. My name is Laura. And I'm Holly. And we are so excited that you decided to tune in today. And we have a really cool topic. But before I even dive into that, as always, I want to remind you that if you're loving what you're hearing, please, please, please pause this and go rate, review, and subscribe wherever you are listening. And also, it would really help us too if maybe you've been listening to us and you have a friend in mind who you thought, hmm, you know what, this episode could be really helpful to them, or that episode could really benefit them in their life or their business journey or whatever the case may be. We would love if you just sent our podcast to a friend. Our goal here is to help as much people uh, and reach as many people as we can. So sharing this with a friend is a great way to do that. Anyways, now that you're back from doing that, today we have a juicy, little spicy episode topic coming at you. We're talking about firing a bad client. And more importantly, the fact that not all money is the same, because despite what you may think, and but despite what you've been told, money is not all the same. And we're going to dive into exactly why that is, our experiences, because believe it or not, we have had to fire a few clients throughout the years of being a business owner. And it's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun. It's not easy. It's uncomfy. But it's also really, really important to stand your ground and do it when need be. So we are going to dive into all that coming up. Hello, friend. It is your girl, Holly. And I wanted to tell you that I created my very first freebie. I am so excited about this one. If you are a fellow cleaning company owner and you feel like your Instagram is blending in with the pool of cleaning Instagrams out there, I am here to help you. Did you know that your Instagram and social media presence in general can be the deciding factor on whether or not a potential client books your service over that of your competitor? I know it's crazy, but trust me, I know this firsthand. The amount of clients we have had say, I am choosing you because I love your social media. I love your TikToks. I love your Instagram. I just love your personality. It is insane. So I want to pass that information and that knowledge along to you with my freebie, four tips for getting your cleaning business to stand out on Instagram. This is a comprehensive, thoroughly detailed PDF on how to get your cleaning business to stand out on Instagram. And it is seriously going to immediately help you start kicking butt in the world of social media. So if you want this freebie, go to hustleduppodcast.com and at the top, you'll see a little link that says get your freebie. Click that. You can also find the link in the show notes description box below and on our Instagram at hustleduppodcast. Enjoy. All right. I'm so excited to talk about this and I feel like it's an uncomfy topic, but I feel like it's one that we really need to talk about because I feel like not a lot of people talk about this subject, right? This is definitely a dicey one and it is probably not discussed enough. It seems almost a little taboo. Uh, 
Because, you know, we're always told, I feel anyway, when you're, especially when you're like growing a business, like, you know, you just want to make revenue, you want to make money. That's why we go into business, or at least it's a big part of it. And so the thought of deciding that you no longer want to or can work with somebody is, it's a tough decision to make and come to. And then the process of having to fire a client is scary to say the least you know (laughs) and um it's yeah like you said it's not fun and it's very uncomfy but one if there's one thing you need to know as a business owner you're gonna have uncomfortable situations and conversations with people and it will probably be more frequent as your business grows so this is just one of those things that's almost bound to happen and I also feel like it kind of goes back to our branding episode now hear me out your brand is specific it's specifically geared towards your client avatar and sometimes a client doesn't fall within that, you know, ideal client avatar. And that's fine. You're not going to pick up on things right away. Things, whether it be a red flag, which sometimes it is, sometimes it is a big red flag and it's just somebody who is impossible. And other times it's a different reason. Maybe they're just not, um, valuing you and you know that they're not going to pay what you need to be charging or something like that. So, Sometimes uh, someone just doesn't fall into your client avatar and it's not a good match. And so the more you try to figure out that client avatar and who you really want to be servicing, the better you'll be able to weed them out. We've had customers, well, not customers, we've had people call and we'll say, this is not going to be a good situation. Like, it's not good. We're not, we don't mesh. We're not going to be a good fit. We just know. And so we've had to tell people, like, we're not even going to quote you because we just don't think we're going to be a good fit. But sometimes you miss that. And then, you know, you start going somewhere and you're like, oh, no, (laughs) we're in some trouble. We got to we got to figure something out here. So um, it does happen. Yeah. And it's it's definitely dicey. And um, it's it's. I'm dreading this episode, honestly. <laughs> uh, see, I feel like it's fun, though. Honestly, this is a fun topic because of the fact that it's so taboo. And I feel like nobody talks about it. And I feel like it really needs to be talked about. Because if you're trying to grow your business, you've probably been told the most important thing is getting as many clients as possible and having as much revenue and as much business as possible. And yes, especially Holly and I, we're in a growth period. We're trying to grow as much as possible. But it comes However, back to not all money is good money. And I will die and like fall on that rock and on that hill because Holly made such a good point that I didn't even think about is, which we could also do a whole nother topic on this, add it to the freaking ever growing list. But the fact that like you might not even want to quote somebody. I'll never forget. There was one time where I went, it was back when we still did in-person estimates and I went on an estimate and I could tell right away, red flag, red flag here, red flag there to the point where I went home and Holly and I reflected on it. And I was like, this is, you know, we both came to the conclusion. This is not a house that I feel comfortable to send my employees to. And, uh, you know, we, we made the decision. And I, I think that once employees are in the mix, this topic becomes more important than ever because, Let's be real. We'll tolerate a lot of bullshit ourselves, right? Like there's a Mm -hmm. lot of shit that as the business owner, you will tolerate because it's your business and you're trying to grow. However, that does not mean that your employees should, will, or 
just should have to tolerate it. So once employees came into the mix for us, I think it was more important than ever to find those red flags and also always reflect back to yourself. Am I comfortable in this situation? Would I be comfortable going into this house? Because Holly and I will never send a technician into a house that we ourselves are not comfortable stepping into. Yeah. And this is like, this is even like a little bit of a different um, situation. But for example, we had to decline somebody who smoked in the house. Like sometimes it's not just their expectations are too much or their personality doesn't mesh well with ours. And like, you know, we, our employees share similar personalities to us. They share the same core values, but sometimes it's just a more like specific reason. And I remember I went on an estimate once and the, cause the people were just so nice and so sweet. And I left there feeling lightheaded. And I was like, I can't send an employee into this house because I know that if I went into this house, I would get lightheaded. I would feel sick. And, no, you know, and even sending us, even if you had like somebody who smoked on your team, you don't know if you're gonna have somebody who smokes forever or who could tolerate it or whatever. So if it's something that you yourself can't deal with or can't tolerate or don't feel comfortable or don't feel safe in, you know, then you also have to know, or at least try to know right off the bat to avoid having to fire them. This is not going to work out. You know what I mean? So there are certain instances where it's not even like a personality thing. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good point that we don't think of. Because whenever I think of this topic, I my head always goes back to like rude or disrespectful clients. Like on an estimate mm-hmm. one time, I literally had the potential client tell me I feel bad for the person who's going to get assigned to my house because I'm (gasps) so picky. Do you remember that? Yes, I remember Uh, that. That was just one of many, many red flags where I was like, I, I feel so uncomfortable being on this estimate. I will never send somebody into this home ever. So it's much easier to seek out those red flags beforehand because I feel like it's a lot easier to say, hey, I'm not going to quote you than it is to say, hey, we've been building this relationship and we've been working together for a few months. Sorry, now you got to find somebody else. So if you can spot those red flags, but man, sometimes those red flags are just not there. Sometimes you cannot spot them until you are deep in the weeds. <sighs> yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> your size speaks volumes. <laughs> Yeah, it, it happens and it, it, it really does suck. Um, but I, yeah, we're going to, we're going to tell you a little story. Oh, I'm going to tell you and Laura will chime <laughs> in, I'm sure, a story about a recent client that we had to fire. And it was an unfortunate situation. This client paid a lot of money because she had a big house and we booked her and everything seemed great and everything seemed wonderful. And we went to the first cleaning. This was when, before we got mop free, we went to the first cleaning and all of a sudden the red flags started popping up a little bit here and there, just like really, really wanting like really specific and, and, and that's okay. Like, you know, obviously when, especially in the cleaning business, we want to be specific and detailed and we appreciate feedback and we'll do an episode on that. Trust me, it's on the docket. It's coming about asking for feedback, but there are certain instances and you'll probably come across this as a business owner, no matter what kind of business you own, that people have expectations that you just can't meet. There are certain things that you just can't do. Maybe it's out of your scope. Maybe it's something you've never done before. Maybe it's 
uh, a liability situation, whatever the case may be, sometimes the expectations are too much. And so that was the first red flag on that first cleaning. But we dealt with it because the money was good. And also, like Laura said, when it's you yourself, you'll kind of put up with more crap than what you would want your employees to put up with. Like for Laura and I, we completely nurture our employees. Like if a customer says anything like, oh, I, uh, you know, can they make sure they do this next time? I'll be like to the employee, like, you are so wonderful and I love you, <laughs> but can you just do this next time? Like I'm so nurturing, you know, it's almost to a fault. Like sometimes I think, but they do deserve it. We have the best staff, but, um, there are in certain situations I would not want, like I, I definitely tolerate more and have tolerated more than I would ever want my employees to tolerate now. Um, it's just different when it's your own business, but obviously I don't even recommend that. You kind of, you got to build a backbone and we have, you know, there's so many things we can talk about, about setting boundaries and stuff, but we dealt with this particular client because again, it was good money. So then we went back the next week and there were like a few things that, you know, she wanted done differently and whatever, but like, was it like a little like off-putting and that's okay. Like we deal with off-putting. That's totally fine. Um, but we still felt a little uncomfy, you know, we were still a little like hmm, something, something's, something's not right. Like something's just something's feeling off and. There were certain things that like just physically would not come clean and the client could not understand. There were just certain things that would not come clean. And despite our efforts to communicate, it just wasn't happening. And it just so happened that this was during the time that Laura and I were transitioning to mop free or at least mostly mop free. So we were trying to transition employees into the house and transition ourselves out of the house. And so we started sending employees there. And this is when shit started to hit the fan <laughs> a little bit. So then we started sending employees and it got worse. Then at, behind our backs, despite us telling them that we would not do this, they were asking one of our girls to climb ladders and wipe um recessed light bulbs and go over things with a toothbrush like a little toothbrush and just things that we first of all don't even do on a recurring cleaning um but also things that would have sent us way over the time allotted for the job as it was and at first you know the employees were like a little like i don't know like i'm not really loving this and we we're like let's just keep trying and we really tried because Again, the money was good. Yeah, it was our highest paying client thus far. But then at one one day, after <laughs> a few... You make after, it sound like a nursery rhyme. <laughs> the nursery then, rhyme from hell. The last, on the last day of the, of the job we did. Um, so on the last day, on the final day that we cleaned. Well, actually, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Let me, let me backtrack. The, the time before the last time... Our employee told us that the client was texting her outside of work hours. Now, we don't allow, it is 100% against policy for our staff to exchange phone numbers with clients. That's for a different episode. This happened because the house was so big and, like, if the cleaner was on one side of the house and the customer needed something, they would, like, text each other. So we did allow it. 
huge mistake. Never again. And again, this is why you put policies in place, right? Going back to our policies and procedures. <laughs> but we found out that the cu- customer was texting her outside of work hours, sending her pictures of like little things that were either missed or that she wanted done differently or whatever. Like Friday night. And I was like, Mm-mm, this is a no-no. And we were getting, we were like, this is, nope, this is not good. Yeah. That and was like I, the final straw. The, the close to being final straw. The true final straw was that on the last day of the cleaning, on the last day, <laughs> uh, the so we had two employees going there every week, but one of them was kind of leading the job every week, and she returned to the office so disheveled after this cleaning, and we found out that they were having her, like I said, scale ladders, clean things with toothbrushes get on her hands and knees and scrub floors and and they were being treated rudely they were not i wouldn't say disrespect but it was rude and she was so disheveled she was so uncomfortable she she had to go over things like five times and things just the expectations were unreasonable and we know we are experts in this we are experts we've been doing it for a long time i've done the research i've had the experience houses take on wear and tear and some things do not come out like new i don't care what anybody tells you you cannot completely restore something unless you hire a renovator to gut it and redo it so the expectations were unreasonable. She was disheveled. She was getting, you know, she was being treated poorly by them. They were going behind our backs. They were texting her out of work hours. It was just getting out of hand. It was always little things, little complaints. They were complaining to the office. They were complaining to them. They were being rude. Like, it was just nonstop. So we had to fire them. And this is where, this is where it got scary because... <laughs> A, we were losing a high-paying client. A weekly high-paying client. Once a weekly week. high-paying client. Weekly. And it was also a sad moment because we thought that it was going to be such a beautiful relationship upon the initial walkthrough. So mm-hmm. we were kind of fooled, like, going from, you know, oh, this is going to be a great relationship. They told us that they loved everything they saw about us on social media and that they really, like you know, they thought we'd be perfect for them and they were shopping around and all these things, but we were perfect. They wanted us. And so it was a little, we were not, I wouldn't say blindsided because the red flags were building and building and building, but it was still like an unfortunate and like upsetting realization that are, that it didn't work out. Like it was just upsetting. And it was also scary because when you upset somebody as a business owner, there's always the chance of getting a bad review or just dealing with kickback or any of those things. Right. But yeah, it's like, I can't say it enough and you've all heard it. I'm sure. And we've heard it from our coaches, like your employees are your most important customers. So when our employee walked into the office that day and was so discombobulated, (laughs) we just knew it had to be done. And as our coach Beth would say, you know, you just got to do it scared. And so I composed an email. I had ChatGBT help me a little bit. I, I tweaked it. Uh, ChatGBT just doesn't write as well as I do, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I sent the email and it went along the lines of, you know, we have loved servicing your home and we thank you so much 
for the opportunity because we were thankful for the opportunity to try to make it work. And unfortunately, we don't think it's a good fit. We just can't give you what you're looking for. We, it's just some of it is out of our scope and some of it is just beyond what we can provide within the amount of time that we're, you know, there. And, you know, we just think that there might be a better fit out there for you. So we want to give you the opportunity to find something better. And so it all seemed great. Yeah. Um, but we actually, it, to take it a step further, we actually learned that we, we definitely um, learned that we did the right thing. Because one of the people in the house did send us an email back and was very unhappy and was threatening and was rude and disrespectful and not nice and spoke very badly of our staff and was hostile even. And um, it was definitely one of those things like, wow, we, we definitely did the right thing. Like it was sad and it sucked, but to learn that someone could be like that was and that we were working so closely with it was very interesting and and definitely sad it was it was really sad and I was upset um about the whole thing but it it had to happen and um you know we obviously didn't respond and I'm I'm sure bygones are bygones by this point this was a long time ago but um during during all of it it was scary but it had to happen we had to fire this client and you know what? Our, our business is still, we're still making a lot more in revenue than we were at that time last year. So, you know, it's like, it sucked to lose the money and to lose the client. And there are so many reasons why it just seems so sucky, but you can replace anybody with people who will better suit you, who will treat your employees right, whose expectations you can meet. And so um, it was a relief for both of us. It really was. Yeah. And I, I feel like, you know, deep down, because sometimes I feel like it can be a little confusing. At what point do I need to fire somebody? Because let's be real, we are all going to constantly deal, not constantly, but we are all going to deal with pain in the butt clients, or maybe a client doesn't act perfect 100% of the time. Maybe they see something that rubs you the wrong way. We're humans. We all make mistakes. We all have feelings and emotions, but it's kind of hard to know all right, when is this going past the point of where this is a toxic situation or a disrespectful situation or even potentially a dangerous situation with them, you know, forcing them to scale ladders, even though it's against company policy. And I feel like when you know is it's in your gut, you get a gut feeling, you know, we knew from the get go that this most likely was not going to end well, we had a gut feeling. But then once you're employees get that gut feeling when they, which we've had our employees tell us, oh man, I wake up in the morning and I see this person on my schedule and I just get sick to my stomach. And that's what this employee was feeling. Once that gut feeling happens, it's time to, time to call it quits. It's, it's time, time to take to action. Call it quits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Holly was right. That, that email that we got back with those hateful words was all the confirmation needed to, <clears throat> sorry, to know that we did the right thing. So you'll know, you'll know in your gut, you'll know in your heart that you're making the right decision. Yeah. And it's, it's unfortunate. And sometimes it's, it doesn't get hostile. Like sometimes it just, it's not a good fit. Sometimes, you know, this was obviously an extreme situation, but we wanted to tell you because we wanted to let you know that it can happen. 
<laughs> and yeah. like, I mean, obviously sometimes it's more of a, I, you know, I think you'd be better suited with somebody else, whatever, whatever. Oh yeah. I, I agree with that. I thank you though. And you know, well, and then you kind of like part ways mutually. It's like a mutual breakup, you know, and you can kind of like still be friends. This was not one of those cases. This was like a very hostile breakup and we can't be friends <laughs> after, you know, and, um, sometimes it does get to that point and it's important to know when it's time to cut the tie. It's kind of like relationship advice too, right? <laughs> yeah. I was, I was just thinking that I'm like, wow, this really parallels relationships. It's kind of crazy. It does. Like, and we, we have, you know, we haven't had to fire many clients. We've been in business for over six years and I can count, you know, less than one hand of fingers of the times we've had to do this, but sometimes you don't get a response at all. I, well, there was one client that we had that we found out that she was speaking very, uh, disrespectfully and rude about an employee to another employee. And that was an absolute immediate no for us where we were like, okay, it doesn't even matter about gut feelings, who's feeling what this is directly against our core values and what we stand for and we believe in. So we have to cut this cord immediately. And I believe we never heard back from that client and that's fine too. You cannot anticipate or you can't, you know, control how other people are going to respond to you in this situation. All you can do is put the information out there, be as kind and as gracious and courteous as possible in your email or phone call or whatever form of communication that you choose, because think about it with a breakup. The person on the other end of the breakup is not going to be happy. They're going to feel hurt. They're going to feel disrespected. Maybe the fact that you don't want to work with them and there's a lot of emotions there, so it could really go any way similar to a breakup but you cannot control how they react yeah you have to definitely just do it it's for the better a bad review is not going to ruin your business but i'm telling you right now it's kind of similar i read this in who not how actually we should do this for a book club episode um they in most cases you will not get a bad review (laughs) in most cases i don't want to say it'll never happen it has not happened to us uh, yet. Uh, you Knock know, on you some know. wood. Knock on wood. I'm knocking. Don't worry. I'm sitting right in front of a wood table. <laughs> okay. But but don't let that scare you from doing what needs to be done in your business. That's don't so let true. it really like don't let the fear of a bad review or a like p- or pushback from the client. Don't let it scare you. Your employees are the most important thing for you. And if it's you working for yourself right now, then you are the most important thing and your mental health. You don't want to be waking up and saying, oh, my God, I have to go to work and I have to go to this house and I don't want to do it. I can't. I, like, I'm so stressed and she's so mean to me, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter what the situation is or like, oh, I, you know, I, I don't feel safe in the, you know, whatever, like whatever it is. You have to take care of yourself. You have to take care of your employees and you have to make sure you, you know, we have core values in a business for a reason. You have to make sure not only that your employees are aligning, but you want your clients to align with them too. And again, this is why we say all the time that you have to know exactly who you want to serve and who your client avatar is and why are you doing what you're doing and who are you doing it for? Laura and I do not have a cleaning business to be the help, right? We don't have a cleaning business to be treated like we're at the bottom of the social totem pole. We have a business because, a cleaning business, because we want to change people's lives, you know? We want to freaking save marriages, <laughs> okay? 
we want to help people when they're dealing with depression and can't even do their dishes. You know, we, we want to, we want to provide free cleanings for cancer patients. We want to, when someone gets knee surgery, we want to take a little bit of the load off. We want to be somebody's hero. And that's why we do what we do. And we want clients who want us to be that for them. And so going back to, you know, this is kind of going more to like the personality meshing and and being disrespected and things. If a client is not seeing you the way you want to be seen, you're probably not a perfect fit. You're probably not a perfect fit. And you might need to consider cutting ties depending on how they make you feel. Yeah. And that's not the worst thing in the world. I feel like as a business owner, again, in a growth period, you want as much business as possible. But at the same time, it's perfectly okay if you are not the right fit for everybody. You cannot, in my personal opinion, you cannot be a successful business if you are for everyone. No. Because we're not going to be for everyone. We're not nope. going to be for everyone. We, and There's enough decent, good, respectful, appreciative humans out there that you do not have to settle for less. There are some business owners that I know that will take any, to some people, a dollar is a dollar. They will take on every single client. A dollar is dollar, money is money. And mine and Holly's book, a dollar is not a dollar. A dollar from person A that treats me like garbage and, you know, treats my employees like the help, like Holly said, that's not a dollar I want. I would rather take zero dollars than that dollar. And it's just, you you kind of got to learn for you. How do you feel about this? And I feel like to run a successful business with employees that feel respected and appreciated and valued, this is how you operate a successful business. But you kind of have to figure out for yourself, is all money worth the same? Yeah. Yep. And this also does go hand in hand really largely with employee retention because if you're taking on clients who either have unrealistic expectations or their personality or they're just you know their personality isn't you know like meshing or whatever not that we would really drop people for like personalities not meshing it's only for us like extreme circumstances but if you're dealing if you're taking on clients who are mean or who aren't paying enough Um, And they don't want to pay you more because they're not valuing you. And then so you can't compensate your employees fairly, right? That's another big one. Um, They're disrespecting your employees. They're, They're stressing them out. You know, if you're not taking action on that, then your employees are going to leave. They're not going to (laughs) deal. They're not, (laughs) they are not going to deal. This is like, this, first of all, this job market is nuts and you need to make the best possible job that you can. And we tell our employees, listen, some of our clients are a little bit, you know, they're picky or they're a pain or, you know, whatever, like they have very specific needs or whatever it is. And like, you know, not every job is like a perfect job. It's not, not every job is a good job uh, or at least an enjoyable job, right? Like it, it happens. It does happen. Um, but when it comes to a situation where like, your employee is like dreading going to work or like dreading that day or that, or that interaction or, you know, they feel unsafe or whatever it is. Um, like you need to make sure you are like sticking to your guns and you, and you immediately take action for them to keep them around. And guess what? They're going to notice it. 
they're going to notice it. When we had to drop that high paying client, they, they noticed and they were thankful and sad. They were even sad. They were sad. Like, I'm so sad that this didn't work out. And, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I remember they even felt bad. They were like, oh, my goodness, you've lost out on so much money. And they felt even a little sad for us. And we we had to reassure them, no, it's okay. We made the right decision. And this was the best case scenario. And also, speaking of, you know, I know we are, we're talking a lot about extreme cases. It's also perfectly okay to give people a warning. Like, if it is not... If it is not a very extreme case where maybe maybe they did something um, rude or disrespectful, like, for example, we did have this happen once where uh, a client, you know, thought that our technician didn't know what they were supposed to do. So she printed out our, you know, service breakdown and handed it to the employee and said, this should be everything that you're doing. Personally, the employee felt disrespected. Holly and I felt disrespected for her. So we had decided in this case, all right, this uh, this isn't, you know, I don't think this is worth firing a client for, but a conversation definitely has to be had in this case where, you know, we have to at least warn the, warn the client. This is not acceptable behavior. Please rest assured our cleaning technicians, they're cleaning specialists. They were thoroughly trained. They know what they're doing. Uh, and we would appreciate it if you didn't, you know, follow them around the house or tell them what they need to do. They know what they need to do. The situation ended uh, a little different. Both of us and the client felt like we were not a good fit. But in a case like that, it doesn't have to be the extreme. So it's totally fine to warn people and set that boundary first. And then if they persist and continue to not abide by your rules or disrespect your employees, then, you know, it's time to let them go. This actually reminds me of another situation, Laura. <laughs> um, we have a client and she and um, she's very adored by everybody, but she is an elderly client. And for some reason that is way beyond my comprehension, she hates me. And I don't know what. Oh, it my is. God. <laughs> I was wondering, I'm like, who are you talking about? <laughs> oh, she just hates my guts. And I don't know. I don't know why. And, um, we had, we've had her in our schedule since 2018. So we've had her for a long time now. And so obviously it was when Laura and I were the only ones doing the cleanings. And once we started hiring some staff, we were like rotating jobs, you know? So I like, wasn't really going there. And for some reason, the client (laughs) telling Laura and telling our employees that I suck and that I'm not good and that I'm not a good cleaner, like all these things. And I was like, wow, this is coming very out of left field. And then it happened again. It happened a second time. And I was like, okay, we need to talk to her and tell her that this is not acceptable, especially because she, at that point, it wasn't Laura or myself at the cleaning. It was two of our techs. And we were like, okay, that's like, it's not setting a good example. Like, you know, I, I understand she's elderly and like, I don't, I, as you can tell, I'm clearly not bothered by it at all. Um, but it was just a matter of setting an example for the employees. Like I can't, it doesn't look good on me to have an, a, 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 a client saying that I suck and that this and that. <laughs> Laura had to hop on the phone with her and say, listen, <laughs> We need to cut the bullshit talk about Holly. She didn't say it like that, but that's how, (laughs) you know, listen, you are talking disrespectfully about Holly to other people and it's not appropriate, you know, and, and, and it can't happen anymore. And the client said, oh my God, you know, elderly. Oh, I did that. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. I don't know why I'm doing her accent. It's fine. Yeah. I was going to say, 
She's not <laughs> country. I don't are know where that Texas? came from. <laughs> <laughs> are we in Texas? Um, but, you know, I'm so sorry. I didn't. I won't do it again. And guess what? She never did it again. And yes. she's in our schedule six years later. And I still don't talk to her because I don't. I'm. I'm honestly scared now at this point. Laura <laughs> <laughs> oh does no. the confirmation calls. I don't do them. But you don't do those I, confirmation calls. I know. I don't know what's <laughs> happening all of a sudden. No. Uh, but, no, but that's such a good example of like how it doesn't always have to be such a nuclear option. Like, and again, it's okay to give people grace because sometimes people just aren't aware too. Like, I feel like maybe certain things, I mean, in this case, she was 100% in the wrong. Like, she did the wrong thing. She changed her ways. It's fine. But sometimes people are just not aware. Like, for example, that other other client printing out the thing and giving it to our tech, maybe she thought she was being helpful. Maybe she was like, oh, I'm going to help this out. But to the technician, she felt very disrespected, rightfully so. So sometimes people are just not self-aware. So I do think that it is very, it could be very courteous of you to at least give a warning before firing them. Sure. Yeah. And if like, Obviously, if a situation is extreme, then yes. Like, obviously, like if someone is harassed or something, that oh yeah. God, I hope that never happens to us. It's never happened. Yeah. I hope it never does. But it happened to me in our previous job. It did. And our boss fired the client immediately. And I do think it's also really important to create a safe space. And we, we let everybody know from the moment that they onboard with us. If a client ever is rude, disrespectful, harasses you in any kind of way, you feel not safe, you feel like there's an inappropriate situation, we let them know literally from day one, you come to us and you talk to us. It is right. so important to make them feel like they have a safe space because when I I did, you know, nothing too extreme, but I did get sexually harassed working for our previous employer by an elderly gentleman. And uh, well, not so gentlemen, <laughs> like, but um, I didn't feel I didn't feel comfortable enough to go to my boss. I felt uncomfortable. I felt like, oh my god, what if she's gonna get mad because now she's losing out on money? And I didn't want to create this whole big scene. So my coworker actually went to my boss, and my boss did the right thing, and she fired that client right away. And I was so thankful that she did that. But I think it's important to let your employees know this is a safe space to come to me, even if just something feels off. Because if something feels off, it probably is off. Yeah, totally, 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 totally. It, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> all of that, yes. <laughs> Agreed. Um, yes. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 recommend. <laughs> yeah, this, this topic's not so scary. It's just uncomfortable because, like, literally, think about it this way. If anybody, if like, if, if, if I was using a service and somebody told me that they couldn't work with me anymore, I would be so upset. <laughs> like, I would be hurt. My feelings would be hurt. So, like, it's uncomfortable no matter what. No, you it know? definitely, it definitely, definitely is. You just got to do it with grace. You really got to do it with compassion. And at the end of the day, if it's not a good fit, that's fine. And your client might be thankful when they realize it's not a good fit. Exactly. Exactly. And it's everything like works together, you know, and you just got to be alert. And this is why it's important to know, like, pick up on red flags. Um, even though we don't do in-person walkthroughs anymore, Laura like heavily screens people like she figures out what they want what they're expecting you know um she even gauges their like their answers and like how they answer them and their tone like she figures things out because you need to vet everybody you know what i'm saying yeah you can definitely i mean obviously it's easier to spot red flags in person but you can still spot a red flag over the phone i think oh absolutely 100 percent. yeah absolutely 100%. I would love to hear other people's 
stories. Like, I feel like I say this at the end of every episode, but I really would love to hear has any other, you know, any business owner in general, not just cleaning, have you ever had to fire a client? And what was that experience like? Like, there's some juicy shit. Yes, seriously. Let's have like a, we, well, we do have a Facebook group. It's called Hustled Up Business Support. And I would love for you guys to go join that. And um, it, the, the link to it is in our Instagram bio at Hustled Up Podcast. Why don't you guys head in there? We can have a conversation. Okay. Oh, yes. Let's let's make that a discussion topic all week long where I love know, it. we'll share our stories. We'll hear from other people. If you would be willing to come on and maybe share your story, you could go live in the group or post a little blurb about it. I would be so forever grateful because, again, like these tough topics, the reason why I love this podcast and why I love doing it is because Holly and I are not afraid to take on these taboo topics. Like I want to be the one here to talk about the difficult stuff that nobody wants to talk about because owning a business is not all sunshine and rainbows and butterflies and fluff. Am I right? No, it's definitely not. It's a lot of math, um, which is unfortunate. But yeah, I definitely wouldn't have gone into business if I knew ahead of time how much math it was. <laughs> it's so much math uh, sprinkled in with some uncomfy conversations as well. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, honestly, there's so many good things. And we even did an episode about what we love about what we love about owning a business. But it's not. Yeah, it's not always rainbows and butterflies, you know. So I do enjoy also talking about these tough topics. and. Um, Whatever, you know, no matter what, you always have to just make sure you lead with empathy. When Whether it comes to firing somebody or any kind of difficult situation, you know, you got to make sure you lead with empathy and you really put yourself in somebody else's shoes and your employee's shoes especially and figure out, like, you know, what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, it can be really easy, especially going back on last week's episode when you've been mop free for a while and you kind of have your business owner hat on and not your cleaning technician hat or whatever industry you're in. It can be really easy to forget what it was like, but you got to put on that technician hat and put yourself in their shoes and make sure that you are always being empathetic to their needs and their feelings as your employees. Yep. So important. So important. We just had a situation today where I really had to like put myself in the cleaner's shoes and understand her overwhelm and her situation in the field today. And it's something that I have, I haven't experienced in a very long time. And so, um, you know, it, it, it definitely is challenging, but you got it. You got this. <laughs> yes. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you found it was helpful. Go check out that Facebook group. And also in the meantime, as always, please, please connect with us on Instagram. You can find us at Hustled Up Podcast. Correct. And if you want to connect with me personally, you can find me at Planning and Polish on Instagram, um, at Holly and Silva on TikTok. All of our links are posted in the uh, description below and in our show notes. Yes. And find me personally on Instagram and TikTok at Laura and Holy. And as always, go check out our Tours and More page as well. It's just at Tours and More on Instagram and TikTok. Holly posted the buddiest video ever today. <laughs> it was from all of our bloopers and outtakes from our Dancing for Votes. And that's a hot mess. Like, go go watch it because I literally started crying while I was looking at it because it's so funny. <laughs> It's pretty good. It's pretty good. So definitely go watch that. <laughs> yes, guys. All right. Well, we will see you next Tuesday. I hope you all slay the game and have a kick-ass week. We'll see you next time. Bye.